The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Let's start, though, with this new report from the Rental Sector Survey Report or from the Rental Tenancies Board has put it out. It's a major piece of research into landlords and tenants in the private rental sector. Our first guest is Lorcan Sir, the Senior Housing Lecturer at the Technological University of Dublin. What jumps out of this report for you, Lorcan? Well, there's a couple of things, um, Matt, I suppose. It, the, the, the initial one is that most tenants are okay and they're happy enough uh, as a renter in there. But the other thing from the tenant side, I suppose, is that I was just doing some math before we came on air there, is that I've calculated that um, from the results from the RTB survey that about 38% of renters don't want to be there. In other words, they want to be homeowners. That 38% translates to about 400,000 people. So in my mind, if you have a rental sector of with 400,000 people who don't really want to be there, so to, of the 400,000, a lot of them are saving for deposit and a lot of them can't get a mortgage, which is why they're renting. The solution to, to high rents and, and, and that kind of rental problem isn't a greater supply of rental properties, as we keep getting told it is. In other words, more ability to rent apartments, but a greater supply of housing for sale so that these people can actually exit the rental sector. So in other words, instead of increasing supply of rental properties, you reduce the demand for rental properties and getting these people out and into the home ownership that they obviously so desperately want. You mentioned about not being able to get a mortgage, but it could also be that they are able to get a mortgage, but once they do, they're unable to find somewhere they can afford to buy. Well, that's very true. And what a lot of people, Matt, don't understand is that out of the headline figures that you'll hear government mention around, you know, 30,000 new houses every year being built, only about last year and the year before, only about 30% of those, actually a bit less last year, came to the market. In other words, out of the 30,000, um, only 30% of those actually appeared in your local estate agent window or on a website as new houses for sale. The rest of them were one-off houses, uh, social housing and apartments for rent. Last year was the first time we built more properties for rent than we did for sale ever. So the, the the trend is going in the wrong direction. So government needs to get, um, I suppose, more active in encouraging the development of housing for sale. And, um, you know, it's less built to rent that we need, less properties for rent. We need to be taking people out of the sector. You know? But hold on, wouldn't that require a sort of reversal of the policies put in place around a decade or so more ago because of the crash, where there was a sort of a feeling that people had overextended themselves and borrowed too much to buy, and that in reality they should be like good Europeans and they should be renting instead? Yeah, they want us to be good Europeans renting, but they don't want to give us the security, a tenure or affordability that goes with it. But you're right, 2012, uh, Michael Noonan um, brought in very generous tax breaks for these, you know, funds to come in and, and build. And, and now we have a, a totally inequitable situation whereby you have the large funds with thousands of properties paying close to zero tax on their rental income, and you have your small uh, to medium average Irish landlord paying tax at 51% or whatever the rate is. And one of, you know, one of the principles of taxation is that it should be fair and it should be equitable. And I think that's totally unfair and, and unequitable. But it would re- re- you know, require a reversal and a different direction of travel. But, you know, our, our whole system, Matt, as you know, is based on home ownership. I and mean, that's what you'd buy. We can live on a modest day pension when we retire is that we, we have no accommodation charges. You know, what are people over 65 going to do when they're renting, uh, you know, and they still have two grand a month rent and they're living on a state pension? It's just not feasible. So the direction travel needs to change urgently, I would think. Okay, stay there, Lorcan. I want to bring in Pat Davitt, Chief Executive at the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers, because as a listener here says, mortgage approved for almost a year. I'm 41, single, and there is nothing, not one thing I can afford. I'm stuck in shared accommodation with absolutely no way out and always fearful that my landlord will sell up. Now, there's a couple of things in relation to that, Pat. I mean, is there going to be much available 
that can be afforded by people who even have the mortgages made available to them. Good evening, Martin. Good evening, Lorcan. I suppose the, the as Lorcan says, 30% of the properties only came for sale last year that are actually built in this country. So only nine or 10,000. I don't even think it was that high. I think it was only 8,000, three or 400 that actually came to the private uh, sector to actually sell. So that uh, on a continuous basis, there's very little properties coming, new properties coming for sale, even though there's plenty of houses being built. And I suppose the, 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 about that, the scenario is that those new houses are very, very expensive. Like any of those aerated houses in any part of the country are between 300 and 350,000 for a three bedroom semi house. And that is a lot of money uh, to anybody. And obviously, as well as that, uh, people aren't able to borrow as much money as they used to be able to borrow. They're only able to borrow four times their salary which is a problem if you're living on your own or you're looking at buying a property on your own because you just can't get into the realms of getting enough money to borrow to actually be able to buy one of those properties. So that person you're speaking about, they have problems and they have problems from the getting into a situation where they can buy a property. But Pat, they may not want to buy a new property. What if they want to buy a second-hand property which might be cheaper? Are such properties available? Well, there are such properties available and they're available at a lot less. Like a three-bedroom semi throughout the country in many, many areas is probably somewhere in the region of between 220 and maybe 260 or 70,000 and they are available. But the first home scheme, for instance, doesn't give you, allow you to buy second-hand properties only in very, in very special locations. So you're still depending on the banks and you're still depending on your four times income. The county council loans, as we know them, local government loans, their cost now will give you 4.5 times your income. And we've been asking for years to the central bank when interest rates were so low and there was availability of interest rates fixed for up to 30 years to give people, allow people to borrow more money. But many, many people didn't think that was the right thing to do, that people shouldn't be borrowing extra money. But if you don't if you can't borrow the money, you can't buy the house. But if the house aren't built, you can't buy them either. But the second hand houses are a real option, Matt. But even at that, there are, but the second hand properties are you will find that they may not be in areas where people want to buy them and then there are different BER certificates as well. So that there are different uh, situations, I suppose, that you would buy a second-hand property as opposed to buying a new property. OK, but that listener also said, I'm fearful that my landlord will sell up. Well, is there evidence of significant number of sales by landlords or is it just talk of them wanting to give it up? It's not talk of it at all. There are many, many, many landlords after getting out of the market already. And indeed... Uh, many more of them will get out of the market as well because as you see the difference in the rents today between 2021 and 2022, which is nearly 300 euros of a difference. The, what, what has happened with a lot of the rents is that a lot of the people who were caught in the RPSEDs in 2016 on, their rents are so small that they can't afford to keep those properties. They can't afford to pay themselves for them, even though they're getting a, a, a rent for them. But the rent they're getting could be, in some cases, less than 50% of what the same rent would be today at market rent. So a lot of those landlords are getting out of the marketplace. Only the good thing about those figures today is that nearly 70 or 69%, I think, of those landlords have actually paid for their own homes. If they didn't own their own homes and they were dependent on the 10 interest rate increase that happened over the past 12 or 14 months, what would happen? There'd be many, many more of them getting out of the landlord business because they couldn't simply afford to stay in it and the government won't allow those people at the bottom of the market to increase the rents only by 2%. So many people, it's fantastic to see that 93% of, of, of landlords or tenants are happy in their properties. And I know, as Lorcan says, that uh, 38% of them want to leave, but 62% of them 
don't want to leave. They're quite happy in their, in their rental properties, which is something that we're not ever led to believe, but we know it from agents, we know it. So, like, you know, there's very good news in this report for tenants and for landlords and for the rental market in, in general. Okay, Lorcan Serda, what do you make about the, the rental situation? Do you have any sympathy for landlords that they may not be able to get as much money as they should for renting their accommodation and that when they do, that they get taxed so heavily on it? Oh, the tax thing is wrong. I think, Matt, and we, we've addressed that already. I think one of the things about the RPZs and getting caught in that, I mean, any one of the first principles that we teach students in first year, you know, is that property is a risky business. And, you know, there's all, whether you're in property development or, or property investment, it's always risky. And there's always a danger that policy will change, you know, on the whim of a government or a minister or under, you know, public pressure. And it's part of the game. And it's why, you know, profits are, can be quite quite good, particularly in property development, is that, you know, you're, you're buffering in the risk all the time. So I do have sympathy for them, but but that is also the nature of the game. Can I just if I can go back to something else that Pat said, which is quite interesting? One of the reasons that that landlords are leaving, which flies under the radar, is that if you look at the average age of a landlord in Ireland, they're pushing sixty, and they've been a landlord for in around seventeen years. And you know, a lot of them, their properties are paid off, and they've used those properties as it's part of their pension, uh, and also they need money either putting kids through university or quite often giving kids a deposit to buy a house. So I think the age profile of landlords has also is also a major factor. And one of the things we're not doing is encouraging, and it's unfortunate, we're encouraging large institutional investors to come in at two and a half and three grand a month. But we're doing nothing to encourage a new generation of young landlords coming in. But again, sorry, Lorcan, wasn't that deliberate government policy that after the last crash, because it wasn't just people who were caught in negative equity on their homes, it was the small investors who'd bought properties, which then became an albatross for them, that government decided we wanted large institutional investors to professionally manage apartment blocks and housing estates rather than having the shopkeeper or the doctor or the guarder with a few properties that they mightn't be able to afford. Well, the theory of that is great, Matt, but, but the difference in, in rent that, the, that these large institutional investors um, charge compared to your average guard or teacher as a landlord is quite substantial. And, and my own experience or my own knowledge from people involved in this is that they are no better nor, nor worse than any other uh, landlord in the, in, the, in the sector. So it is policy, but things are different now. And there's, there's, very, there's a lot tighter lending criteria, particularly for investments, uh, and actually quite very stringent in, in, in a lot of cases, banks being very cautious about lending property to people who want to become landlords. So I think the game is different now, but the government have done nothing really to encourage the replacement of landlords that are leaving the market. Um, and, we, and, and, you know, we, we can see that. I mean, you need a country like Ireland, you know, that the rental sector thrives on the small to medium landlords, a bit like France and some of those other countries. So we need them, but they're doing nothing to it, which means that the market eventually will come to be not quite dominated, but the, the large, you know, quite expensive bill-to-rent um, investors yeah. will, will become quite dominant. And they will say that, they will argue that they're only a small proportion of the market, but actually they concentrate together spatially, like in the same locations and have huge... Uh, although they do uh, seem the to be end. backing away from the market as interest rates have gone up, that they're not buying or building in anything like the numbers they had in recent years. Finally to you, Pat David, though, from the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. What do you say to this listener who says, well, if a landlord leaves the market, that means there's a house available for someone to buy? Well, if a landlord leaves the market, certainly there's there's a house for somebody to buy. There's there's no doubt about that. And we've been saying that all the time. These houses are going to leave in the marketplace. Um, just to go back to what Lorcan was talking about, the age of landlords, and I think they're, I think they're over 45, 60% of landlords are over 45, I think is what the figure said. And yes, 
And that is the case. But like uh, what land, many landlords that want to stay in the market, they'll pass their land, landlord properties onto their sons and their family. So like while they're 60, might be 45, 50, 60 today, like, you know, eventually some of those young people will get those properties as well. So the, I think the 45 to 60, there are many older landlords, yes, but I do appreciate the point. There's nothing to be done to attract young people into the marketplace, and that should be done, and government should be doing that. And unfortunately, from our point of view, that the people who were renting prior to 2016 or 17, when these RPSZs came in, they're the people that have been penalised by the government. The latecomers to the table are the investment property managers and the investment property funds, those, those particular ones. So they could charge and can charge today any rent they want for a property that they bring into the market once it hasn't been in it previously. So that they, that's the scenario. And there's two tiers here. So if those two tiers were sort of tried to be levelled up by the government, the government have left themselves in a situation they're not going to be able to get rid of the RPZ because there's so many landlords charging so low rent down at the bottom of the marketplace. It's just not possible to get rid of the RPZs, what they have built. And it's very, very unfortunate for the rental market. Pat Davitt, Chief Executive of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers, Lorcan Sir, Senior Housing Lecturer at the Technological University of Dublin. Thank you both for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-